0: Algar Productions. Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Episode 35, Avatar and House and Garden. With Gav Brown.
0: Hello, chums. It's uh, it's an exciting time for us because uh, Irish Gav is with us once again.
2: Welcome. Yes. I'm just I... happy to be here. <laughs> good, good. You don't.
0: You don't sound happy. You sound terrified.
2: <laughs> it's 2020.
0: I guess that's true. We're technically all sad. Still.
3: And terrified.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, it it could be worse. It could be 2021. I'm oops. I'm not supposed to tell you what what's going to happen.
3: You'll, you'll find <sighs> out.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Did you know it could get worse? Of course it could get worse. Mm-hmm. That's been the motto of 2020. Please. It's been the motto of every year since 2016. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to think those theories about the Large Hadron Collider making all this happen was real ridiculous, but now it's like, mm, no, maybe, maybe. Like they switched it on and we just went into hell dimension. That that tracks. Are you saying we
3: should blow up the Large Hadron Collider, Al? Because I am there for it.
0: No, I'm saying we should go back in time and stop them from switching it on
3: and blow up the Large Hadron
2: Collider. Good. No, no, no we on the same don't, page Don't
0: stop blowing things up. No. It
2: was Watching this, how he died anyway. I so mean, it's his you, fault.
0: If you think the two aren't connected, <laughs> then you're correct. <laughs> I or think David Matt. Bowie, I think will blow up the Large Hadron Collider. I I don't think it's just David Bowie. Anyway, I think it's also Prince mm-hmm. and uh, a couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, uh, guys who could pass for Batman villains, because mm. <laughs> both of those guys definitely could.
2: Oh yeah. Well, one vaguely was non-canonical, mm-hmm.
0: and then one was a villain on Venture Brothers, so. Yes. So there's also that. Yeah. Or a shapeshifter pretending to be David Bowie, I think
3: is what was. Uh, it was pretty unclear. Yeah. Mostly it was just like we know Urbaniac can do a Bowie impression. Let's
0: fucking get him to do it a whole bunch. Plus, we want to draw David Bowie, because mm-hmm. he's David Bowie. So that's fair. And he was
2: almost a bond villain, but then they got Christopher Walken.
0: Oh, that would have been really good, actually. I think he would have been better than Christopher Walken, honestly. Or or ooh, David Bowie as Max mm-hmm. Shrek.
1: Oh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne! Well, oh, you man. dressed Talks as Batman.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's going to come around eventually, particularly since you're here to talk about Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <First of> all, <laughs> and with that said, uh, why why don't you tell us what happens in Avatar? Thankfully, he doesn't have any flying mountains. I'll oh, just, thank I'll Christ! I'll spoil that right now because I know Matt, not a fan. I couldn't actually watch
3: the episode because the name Avatar popped up and I threw a can at my screen. It, 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 ooh, a can of what? Just a can. can of beans. No. Oh, my cans! My beans! I've never seen Avatar.
0: Good. Yeah, me neither. And I keep hearing, eh, it's pretty good if you see it in 3D, but otherwise, eh. It's not. <laughs> Maybe I'll yeah. see it before the seven sequels that they're promising to come out.
2: That's what's caused everything to go wrong. Yes. What? That he hasn't finished them yet? No, he started them. Or
0: maybe, maybe this is history trying to prevent him from finishing. <laughs> I
2: hope so. Life always finds a way.
0: <laughs> See, I thought like things were going horribly wrong to prevent uh, Terry Gilliam from finishing his Man of La Mancha movie because that was the funniest shit in the world to me. But then he finished it, so it's got to be something else now. All right. So, with with that said. This is now my worst segue ever. <laughs> but it's still Gav, a segue, what... so
3: it's better than your non-segways.
0: I guess that's true. Gav, why don't you please tell us what happens in Avatar?
2: I will indeed. Picture it: Egypt, 1898. An archaeologist goes missing when he's lowered into an ancient temple. Indie vibes and all. Fast forward to now, and Bruce is donating Egyptian artifacts, scrolls of Osiris, and all to the museum. Who would run a museum in Gotham? Night follows day, and as night follows day, a thief steals the scrolls. Batman is there to stop him, because of course he is. It's property damage. He's shocked to see the thief is Ubu, not the dog with its own production company, but Reish <laughs> Algo's henchman. Reish appears on a propose for nothing, throws a fish at our snake at him. In the confusion, Reish and Ubu escape like so much Boris Padanoff and Natasha Fatal. With no plan, Batman decides to hook up with Talia again in Gibraltar. Talia is shocked, shocked, to discover that her father is alive. The scroll is a map, it seems, and leads to the tomb of Egyptian queen, Thoth Kapera. Bruce decides to set a course for the Thoth sister, or Cairo. Talia and Bruce find a secret entrance in a shop, and in it they find the scroll, fortunately a translation too. They find this queen's sarcophagus, but Raish stops them as Thoth, had the power of, over life and death, which he wants for himself. He opens the coffin, but the scrolls inside crumble from age. Inside the coffin is a lever, which opens an underground passageway to a green pool. Thoth Kapera arises from the pool and promises Ra'sh the knowledge he seeks. As she embraces him, she ages centuries and sucks the life from his body. Batman and Talia rescue Ra'sh, and Batman tries to kill Thoth with a grenade. It doesn't work, so he pushes a statue over, causing the temple to collapse on top of her. Brace is restored to normal, but Talia teams up with him against Batman, leaving him in the desert.
0: Just wearing his full Batman costume. Mm. No no horse or camel or anything. One one small canteen. I'm sure he'll be fine.
2: I love (laughs) that
3: this show is at the point where it's like, well, we don't need to show you Batman escaping the desert. It's Batman.
0: You know he's going to see in this case i think i need to see this because mm-hmm. i can't it, it's much like a few weeks ago when we talked about him being out in the forest i he's very not in his element how's how the hell is he going to get out of this i need to hitch a lift
2: yeah yes. with well, it, whom it's slightly better than the time in the comics i think where he was shirtless but had his uh cowl on
0: yes oh not not just in the comics that happened in the last racial ghoul episode actually okay.
3: <laughs> take his shirt off
2: Leave it. Now Leave we it are both shirtless.
0: Yes. <laughs> I always like when Batman's on a race adventure and it's like, oh, wait, I, I'm Bruce. I better put this on. Like, everyone knows already. What's the damn difference?
2: I know, because when he was speaking to Talia, he just spoke in his Batman voice, even mm-hmm. though he was Bruce at the time. But then I'm guessing that's because that's his actual voice now.
0: It's getting there, I think. This is what I normally talk like.
3: This is what I talk like when I'm
0: trying to make people think <laughs> I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, th- this actually kind of leads to my bad thing. Uh, early in the episode, Bruce is written as this sort of dumb, shallow, rich guy, mm-hmm. like, way more than they usually do in this show. Like, Lucius seems surprised that he'd give his money to something educational, which he shrugs off by saying, oh, it's tax deductible. And then he runs off to meet up with a floozy, or at least says he's going to, like, they, I I had mentioned this. The uh, show bible for the show is actually available out there, like mm. on on the wilds of the internet, and I've looked at it, and it's it's great. But it's it's got a lot of ideas that they ended up not going with, and this was one of them. That that sort of. Bruce is pretending to be a shallow womanizer to distract from being Batman and like mm-hmm. they didn't really use that in this instead he's very generous he donates his time to soup kitchens and such he's always like giving money to help rehabilitate his his villains like he th- this Bruce is a philanthropist and a you know he's he's very generous and it's weird that he's written sort of like the original concept of him and not like the one we've come to know for 70 episodes yeah the Bruce that actually helps people and does stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, the show's more than half over. They've done their original 65-episode run. They should definitely know what he's about now. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be writing him the way he ended up not being, you know? Like, yeah. It mm-hmm. feels like a spec writer submitted that script, and then whoever the script editor is just said, "Man, eh, this is fine.
3: <laughs> I don't care. I'm trying to get fired.
2: Yeah, I, thought he was, I thought he was laying it on a bit sick at that point. Right. But then it was Michael Reeves who wrote this. Yeah, and he's he's written for the show before. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I don't I don't actually like I recognize the name, but I don't I can't recall.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think he's written for the show, but I was I think he's also written for Dungeons and Dragons. I think he yep. wrote the, well, the Dragons Graveyard episode.
3: And a shit ton of Star Wars novels.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's like there's a lot of writers, at least early on in the show, who wrote for other not as good cartoons. Like we also wrote for the Ewoks cartoon. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, if you're an animation writer, you gotta eat, man. Mm -hmm. I was actually going through.
3: He ate Ewoks.
0: (laughs) I can't substantiate that, but that is the rumor. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Disprove it. Prove me wrong, children. (laughs) No, uh, I was uh, reminded recently that uh, Paul Dini, you know, one of the best writers on this show, Mm -hmm. wrote for GI Joe. So, like, you know, there's like. These guys slummed before there were there was better work available, so I wouldn't hold Dungeons and Dragons against him is what like I'm yeah,
3: saying. Yeah, I'll do a script for the snorks. What do I care? <laughs> but, but
2: then I think that Dungeons and Dragons episode was, was one of the, what do you know, good for, for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm.
0: I never actually saw it. I just assume, like all cartoons, for about 20 years there, it was a crass toy commercial and not very good. And I'm including the ones that I love in there. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they weren't great in their own way. Just that, you know, they were terrible. Sure. (laughs) Well, yeah, a lot of them were, but you know. But still great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we are watching
3: real TV shows.
0: Or you could go outside and play, I guess. Ugh.
3: No. (laughs) What am I, a healthy kid?
0: I'm gonna guess not. I mean you're almost forty now, so you can't like you know, that ship has sailed, but Mm -hmm. it sure has. Uh, so, I guess since we're doing bad things, Gav, what do you got?
2: That's my bad thing. I was enjoying the story, but if Indiana Jones was racial Charles mixed in, what's not to like? However, it seemed to go off the rails towards the end, uh, with the appearance of Soth as a stupidly powered being. Not so much a god in the machine, but in the pool. I don't think Batman works with those kinds of things. Sure, have the odd supernatural element. The Lazarus pits are vague enough to work, but... Thought via Lovecraft just tipped the balance for me, I think. In 10 seconds, though, I'll no doubt think of a massively supernatural Batman story that contradicts this.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like a few weeks ago we were talking about, like, well, Batman doesn't have a lot of guys with actual powers. And then we're like, oh, right. man yeah, Bat was guy, in the very first episode. That guy. <laughs> Never
3: mind. It's friend this dude.
0: Uh uh-huh. Okay, so there's a lot. Mm. I don't know. Like, we talked about this when... Rachel Gould showed up like the first time i I feel like that's when the world got a little bigger, and I feel like this kind of thing is possible now where mm-hmm. it might not have been before that, if that makes sense like I mean I yeah. love this but but Batman is usually a little more grounded until you know until Lazarus pits, and then it's sure. like, okay, I guess anything's possible now
3: I mean what if like slime tentacles attacked me? What if that happened? Mhm. Wait,
2: Batman yeah. wants
0: this stuff to happen. It's pretty cool, is all I'm saying. <laughs>
2: well, you can kind of explain the Lazarus pits with yeah,
0: science. Yeah, yeah exactly. It could be—it's be, uh, just a
3: thing we don't understand. Yeah, yet.
2: it could be that yeah. kind of science. Yeah, exactly. You know the same science that creates Man-Bat, really. Just—it's mm-hmm. exactly
3: AMA. the same. <laughs> or or turn
0: or turn <laughs> people great. in Gotham into animals like ten episodes in a row. Yeah, it's all the time. It's the same science. Exactly the same. I mm, I don't know. I mean, you could take that even further and say, okay, but what if the ancient gods were aliens or something? I mean, that's that's the standard answer, but mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's plenty of ways to to handle yeah, that.
2: Sure, but but then if uh, I don't think aliens work either, but then mm-hmm. but then he's on Justice League with Martian Manhunter, so what do I
0: know? Yeah, friends and, aliens. Yeah, exactly, and also Hawkgirl mm-hmm. and Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah, Superman's an alien. Oh that okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Superman's boring, you guys. No,
3: he. We've isn't. met. He's rubbish.
0: <laughs> What's that, Matt?
3: I said he. We've met. He's rubbish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're only. So far on this show, we've only done the the shitty direct-to-video Batman, uh, uh, Superman. The, mm-hmm. the real canon Superman's quite good.
2: Yes. He should definitely wear black, though. So. Oh choking. Yeah.
0: And a giant spider, right? Is that is that what you were going to say next? <laughs> uh Matt, what was your bad thing?
3: I uh, I had to reach for this thing for this one, but uh, this one very someone very clearly watched Raiders of the Lost Dark before they
0: wrote this one and very much is hoping that no one else has. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of homage episodes. There's a lot of like I like wasn't the first race one? Wasn't there a lot of like Lawrence of Arabia and stuff like that in there?
3: I don't know. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia, so it's new to yeah, me. me I just assume Lawrence of Arabia is ripping off this Batman episode. <laughs> well, maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark is ripping off this Batman episode. <laughs> That's entirely possible. I know for a fact that George Lucas traveled into the future to watch Batman cartoons.
2: I mean, maybe. I, I, I watched whatever movie that was. Yeah. Also,
0: I mean, Indy, I mean, you know this, mm-hmm. from all the old adventure serials, like Yes, it sort of consolidated them into something we all recognize, Mm -hmm. but it's still, like, they stole that from the 30s.
3: Well, I'm less saying that this looks like a a 1930s serial, and more saying it looks exactly like a scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they're crawling into a hole in Egypt. Yeah. I don't see how that's a bad thing, though. Listen. (laughs) I forgot we were recording this morning, and I watched this at about 1230 (laughs) last night.
0: Okay. Fair so enough. My
3: bad things aren't exactly up to snuff.
1: All right,
0: because I know the next episode has has some like uh, homage to classic uh, genre films as well, and and mm-hmm. that you enjoyed.
3: Guess what? I loved it.
0: Yeah. So hmm. there's no Depends pleasing the you, is basically what it is.
3: No, not at all.
0: Okay. Fair enough. What was that, Gaff? Depends on the genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Or as the late Alex Trebek would say, genre mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: that
0: will never cease to
2: delight me. Better than microwave anyway. Hmm? Or microwave. Did he say mic microwave? Well,
1: that Deals was, right. There
2: was some there was some uh, I can't remember her name now. Um British cook, you know, oh. TV cook who mm. pronounced, who pronounced microwave microwave just to be, you know, for a bit of fun on, on like... the internet.
0: Was she like trying to pretend she'd never heard of one before? Oh, you're <laughs> using one of those microaves. She was probably just a bit
2: bored so I oh, just this Yeah, name. that tracks. Now then place then... the
3: penguin into the microwave.
2: And <laughs> she had people on Twitter telling her she was pronouncing it wrong. Like, yeah, I yeah, know.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, thank you. That reminds me of when um, and and Matt actually reminded me too of when Benedict Cumberbatch said penguin funny and. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a clip of him after the fact, like, yes, everyone's pointed this out to me. Thank you. You know, I was recording that at the BBC, there were a number of directors and producers and everything else around me. And yeah, I wasn't thinking and I said a word wrong, but any number of those people could have corrected me and they didn't.
3: I love that the BBC is like,
0: we can't we can't correct Benedict Cumberbatch. He's far too powerful. (laughs) <laughs> he will destroy us. He sounds so authoritative.
2: Let's just let's just leave it. Maybe maybe we're pronouncing it wrong.
3: The BBC was destroyed by an angry Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> earlier this morning. We're not sure who's reporting this because the BBC was destroyed. <laughs> it's
2: just a man in a field with a desk. <laughs> and now for something
0: completely different. Um the at the beginning in the in the prologue, when we see the guy being uh lowered into the thing, um, I was getting real uh Peter Cushing vibes from that
2: guy. Did anyone else notice I that? that? I read that somewhere that apparently he was, um, they modeled him after modeled him, him on, on Peter Cushing.
0: Oh, that's great, yeah. I love that I recognize that then. I, he just had those like very prominent cheekbones and the hairline, and he, it was you know, I like it, yeah. I like when they do that.
2: It might have been on IMDb, so salt and pinch hole.
0: Mm-hmm. I would rather read facts on IMDb, which may or may not be true, than uh, the irritatingly nitpicky facts on the DC wiki with the news. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, Peter Cushing wasn't born in 1898.
3: Oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> so they couldn't have had him to, to record if this was an actual <laughs> live-action show, which it's not. Uh-huh. Thanks. I, oh,
2: I the, also like that bit, because... It was, because it, it was just, it was, you couldn't hear any sound, like, dialogue or sound from, yeah, the, it, it was, was just like, all music, which and just used that to tell a story, which I quite liked.
0: That's not how they usually tell stories in this show, like, that surprised me, too, when things happened that should have been accompanied by sound effects, there weren't, and it, it kind of threw me, like, oh, oh, this is a good style choice, I like this. And this this uh, kind of ties into your good thing, yeah?
2: Yes. Nice segue. Uh, yeah, I quite like the direction in this episode from the choice of colors, Bruce's casual wear, and the way the Batman costume ha- sort of had a sepia tone in the temple, yes. mm-hmm. plus, the, plus the start of the, the segment that I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. it just sort of emphasized the disconnect of another time in that mm-hmm. 19th century Egypt part.
0: The, uh, the sepia tones in the temple were very good. Prior to that, he was in the bat suit, like out in the desert, and there was like this really good orange light on him as well that it only lasted like I don't know 15 seconds or something mm-hmm. but like they used a completely different color palette for this completely throwaway sort of transition scene and that's that's what I love when this show puts extra effort into something that doesn't matter that you're only going to see for a second yeah. but it just makes it look cooler that's the only reason they did it
2: yeah it makes it I mean you don't normally see that in Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. no you definitely uh, don't Plus the bit in, uh, Batman and Alfred were in front of the bat computer, and they were in silhouette against the light of the background. So
1: mm-hmm. You
2: just it, you just wouldn't see
0: that. Yeah, a lot of really good dramatic lighting and color choices, and the, like we we always talk about if they got the the good animation team or whatever, and they definitely did this time. Like the animation and the the design of everything mm-hmm. were both very very good. I really liked all the um, like I I understand it was a little over the top for you, Gav, but I did like all the design of the. Like the, the Egyptian monster gods and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, mm. the aesthetic of it was very good, I thought. The
3: pool of slimers? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Batman, You're... your new sidekick's here. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> hey, Batman. Oh, better than Robin, I guess. <laughs> meatwad, is that you? <laughs> the Meatwad voice and the Slimer voice are nearly identical. Now, now turn into an igloo. <laughs> Now a hot dog. <laughs> uh, Matt, you you had a good thing relating to the aesthetic as well, yeah?
3: Sure. This uh, this episode has a metric fuck ton of jodpers in it, uh, and I am absolutely here for that. Uh, please
0: uh, please explain what jodpers are. To, for those people to... who
3: are unaware, jodpers are those wide pants favored by directors, horse riders, and 1930s explorers, and they are awesome. Why? Cause they're like a wider type of pants, Al.
2: They're they're impossibly large trousers.
3: Mm-hmm. There's okay. a scene I'm... where uh, Bruce and Talia are both wearing them and walking down a hallway, and all I can think is, "How did you fit?"
0: Yeah, like <laughs> at one point I was like, "Oh, Talia's got back." Oh, wait, no, that's the weird puffy pants.
3: Those are her giant pants. <laughs>
0: and I, I to be clear, I have no opinion of Jodpers one way or the other. I'm just uh, you're so passionate about them. I'm I'm wondering what like what it is you like about them, is all.
3: They're giant pants. They're awesome.
0: Okay. How do you feel about hammer pants?
2: Uh, that's too far. Hmm? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. You know how cats have whiskers apparently? I don't know if it's true or not. And it sort of tells them if they can fit through something.
3: Oh, so you're, hmm. s- you're saying that their pants tell them if it's wide, if the, uh, if a
2: hole is wide enough to go through?
1: Yes. I'm saying awesome. that's
2: why Talia was wearing her pants, so she knew if she could fit into that tunnel or not. So she's got a cat whisker ass. Huh. <laughs>
3: We're going exploring, beloved. I need to make sure I can fit in this hole.
0: <laughs> Couldn't you just try to go through the hole, and then if you can't, then just don't?
3: I'm a professional explorer, beloved. Don't tell me how to do my job.
2: This is why I always go running off to Rish. You'll find He's... that
3: I've bought the most the, the widest pair of jodhpurs in the world, detective. Any <laughs> Nothing is too good for my daughter.
0: And I've put them on Ubu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my good thing is just sort of a, a broad uh, thing, but I was worried after the first uh, race story that we'd be in sort of a diminishing returns thing. Like, we got the big epic story, and it's like, okay, each time he comes back is just going to be like an echo of that, like a pale imitation. But, like, uh, this one, this one worked for me. It raised the stakes a little bit. Like, he's not trying to destroy the world this time, but in terms of him, like... He's not just he, he's not satisfied with immortality. He wants more than that, which is insane. Like you've got the the thing, the thing everyone wants, and no, I want more. I want all god powers. I love that.
3: Sure I can live forever, but could I live forever two times
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and also shoot weird tentacles out of my hands.
3: The ultimate power detective Soon I will, I don't know, restore the rainforests or whatever it is I'm into. <laughs> I think he's
0: lost sight of that by this point. Which is fine. I feel like because they set up every time he goes into the Lazarus Pits, he he gets a little more insane. So mm-hmm. now it's all about the power. He had a he had a noble purpose once, but it's long gone. Now he's just a crazy guy with two side beards. hmm One of those mustache beards. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I enjoy him like just getting more. Like again, it just seems absurd. You you are already easily the most powerful like person in this universe as we know it so far. Mm-hmm. And no, gotta gotta have a lot more. I could always do a little bit better.
2: Mm-hmm. We can I mean, all I guess... do a little bit better. I guess You've
3: got if... to admit, I'm getting better. Getting better <laughs> all the time, detective. Can't get no worse. <laughs> I knew you... the Beatles, did I tell you that? Let's see, I've got a signed album here from Ringo, the greatest Beatle of them all. <laughs>
2: it's a Rolling Stones album signed by the Beatles.
3: <laughs> Have a great summer, Raz al Ghul, <laughs> Your friend Ringo from the Beatles.
0: See you in the comically undersized 1960s British car. <laughs>
2: He got to write in from the Beatles because I didn't know who he was.
0: <laughs> I'm more of a Napoleon fan. Have you heard of Napoleon Detective? The guy who wrote "They're Coming to Take Me Away," haha. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> no, I, I just, I enjoy him like upping the stakes a bit, and also, uh, this is our uh, "Hey, it's that guy" bit. But uh, the, the, the goddess was uh, uh, Uhura. Yeah, that was really cool. It surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, I
3: didn't I, realize.
0: I I thought I recognized the voice. I'm like, that can't be Michelle Nichols. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw actually, I think Gav, you you got here uh, into the notes before me and put that in. Like, oh, I guess it was nice. It was just uh, and she had, I think, five lines, so it probably wasn't hard to convince her. Like, here, we'll give you a full paycheck if you say these these five things. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's fine yeah but so far i don't think we've seen any star trek alumnus like um uh, do anything of value on this show
3: certainly not any like
0: big crew or anything like we get like you know david warner yeah but, no no i'm saying like we've seen a lot of them turn up but they never mm-hmm. do anything like oh yeah she, I, she I, showed I, up as someone important but she had five lines like yeah. lavar burton showed up a couple of weeks ago and had Five lines, like they they get all these Star Trek guys, and then they don't really use them that much. Yeah, no one's
3: like, let's get uh Jonathan Frakes to be the Riddler or whatever. Really? Yeah, Jonathan Frakes, the Riddler. You think that? Mm,
1: yeah, all right.
0: Okay. Who would you rather Jonathan Frakes play? I don't know. So there you when go, he puts the Riddler when he when he puts his leg up, would he form like a question mark? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, one of his feet would fall off. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, now mm. you got me thinking who who he should be, and I, I'm I'm completely locked up. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell
3: you, he should be uh, Vandal Savage. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Two beard havers.
0: Mm-hmm. Did Vandal Savage ever meet Rachel Ghoul in the in the cartoon? It feels like they should they should have bumped into each other You'd at some point. Think, the, I don't think the they two have. immortals.
2: Huh. I think they do.
0: Hmm. It just seems like, you know, they're both kicking around Earth for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, they would they would cross paths, yeah? <laughs> oh, great. It's this guy again. Ugh. I met him in the 1800s. What a dick.
3: Oh, The worst part is he calls me kid to my face. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, la-dee-da. I've been alive since the dawn of time. whoop de shit Vandal.
0: So what? You hung out with cavemen. Big deal. Have you heard about... <laughs> napoleon <laughs> <laughs> i became immortal when civilized man arose that's much more interesting <laughs> uh all right
2: anything else uh you know how talia always goes with batman but then at the end goes back with their father again uh-huh. uh, is she basically lucy with the football
3: yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: except she's got better hair i think
3: I'm lying on the ground just going, I can't stand it.
2: <laughs> Ugh. Uh. Good grief detective. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Raish sounds like wah 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 wah.
2: <laughs> but in the David
0: War- but but in David Warner's voice.
3: Oh no, uh. that kite-eating tree has captured the bat plane.
0: <laughs> Poison Ivy's kite-eating tree. <laughs> All right, Gab, you got a quote for us?
2: Yes, it's at the very end of the episode. My apologies to you, daughter. Though I had abandoned you in my heart, obviously you had not done the same.
1: What will you do now?
3: Take them back to the authorities.
0: Your father has much to answer for.
1: I am truly sorry, beloved, but he is my father. Please, dismount.
0: Yes, another time. Yes, that is a very good choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Quite nice. Quite just like that's the vibe every single time. All right. Well... I believe it's time to move forward now. Speaking of Poison Ivy, Matt, why don't you tell us about House and Garden? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a regular old night in Gotham
3: City when another rich asshole has his apartment broken into by a giant cactus monster. Okay, the giant cactus monster might might be new. Batman jumps to the conclusion that the culprit must be Poison Ivy. I mean, it's simple, right? If a giant bird commits arson, you don't assume that it's the Riddler. (laughs) Unfortunately for Batman, according to Jim, Poison Ivy's reformed and married. Well, that doesn't make sense, says Batman. For one thing, she didn't hook up with her obvious girlfriend, Harley Quinn. It's 1994, Batman, says Jim. That won't be possible for another 25 years. Okay, but when it happens, it's going to be awesome, right? Of course it will, says Jim. (laughs) It's a perfect evolution for both of the characters, leading to wonderful new developments for both of them, and it makes sense after years of continuity. But right now, you'd better investigate Pamela Isley's new house and dude spouse. Batman does indeed investigate, but Pam's story checks out. She's happily married to Stephen Carlisle, her former therapist and a teacher of criminology at Gotham U, which, okay, that's kind of sketchy, but it's not giant cactus monster sketchy. Sensing a reason to get Robin involved for some reason, Batman calls the boy Wonder at school. Turns out Robin had Carlisle as a teacher for a semester, and his RateMyTeacher.com score is 7 out of 10 with a note that says, Not an evil plant monster. And then Robin is kidnapped because we need to devalue the one useful thing that he did. Driving home from the kidnapping crime scene, Bruce Wayne is accosted by a cactus gentleman with the voice of Pete from Goof Troop, who demands $5 million or Dick Grayson will be pricked to death. Bruce prepares the ransom money and, as Batman, spies on Ivy, who continues to do regular family stuff for her totally real fami- family. Even I'm starting to believe her, and I just watched the episode, wrote a summary about it, and know for a fact that she's guilty. <laughs> Batman, dis- Batman, disguised as Bruce Wayne, delivers the ransom money to... Sure enough, a giant cactus monster who takes the money, presumably to spend on water and sunlight, and then (laughs) throws Bruce in the bay. He's about to do the same to Dick when Batman flies out of the water on his bat jet ski. You just rented a jet ski to Batman? Kiss that baby goodbye. Cactus Monster escapes into the night where I assume it disguises itself in a fedora and trench coat, the most foolproof costume available to comic book monsters on the go. It worked for Godzilla one time. Batman and Robin return to Ivy's house because Batman's really, really pretty sure that she's responsible for this. Where's your proof, Batman? asks Robin. Plants? Says Batman, <laughs> shrugging. A quick investigation of Ivy's cellar reveals what we suspected all along. Ivy's recreating her favorite Goosebumps book, Stay Out of the Basement, by jovial Bob L. Stein. And it's made people out of plants. It's true, says Ivy sliding into frame on a vine and wearing her bathing suit, which I really need to believe at this point is just the thing she feels most comfortable wearing around the house. I grow little pod children that mature into clones of the real Professor Carlisle whose still alive body is over in that fish tank over there and then those evolve into evil cactus monsters that I send to rob rich people. That's insane, says Robin. Don't kink shame me, replies Ivy, sending an army of sexy cactus monsters at the dynamic duo. Luckily, Batman uses his uncanny power of remembering things and suspected that Ivy might have might attack him with plants, so he floods the place with Weed Killer, melting Ivy's family, and also Ivy, apparently, since she's made a clone duplicate of herself while she flees the country. The following morning, the police have arrived, Professor Carlisle has been resuscitated, and the cure for cactus poisoning is being sent to Gotham's many rich idiot guys. Meanwhile, on a plane somewhere, Ivy tearfully looks at a scrapbook, remembering better times with her true soulmate, Harley Quinn.
0: I mean... That sounds like a callback to the reference you made earlier, but that photo album had a lot of Harley in it.
3: (laughs) it So this episode ends like Batman's basically reflecting on like, this is the only time Poison Ivy was ever truly happy. And she's going through a scrapbook and there's a lot of pictures of Harley Quinn in that scrapbook.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I, uh, and, and actually that, kind of comes to my good thing not the harley part but i like that ivy is so twisted that she genuinely thinks mind controlling someone to get out of jail and then making plant clones is what happiness looks like
3: it's, yeah it's so good
0: like that's that's genuinely she thought this was my chance at happiness and that includes you know seducing her uh, her jailer
3: I, like and she she's just so genuinely annoyed when Batman shows up to root. It's like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> you said you said to give up crime. I did. Yeah, but you like kidnapped a guy and made plant people. So
2: <laughs> and then you robbed people. Yeah, but this is expensive. <laughs> Do you know how much it costs to put thousands of
3: plant children through college every day?
0: But but they're col- oh I guess they are constantly college age because they age so fast.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, at least she saves a lot of money on clothes because she never has to buy bigger clothes. Well, that's she a good does point. It, though, because the, the the cactus monsters keep breaking out of them. Oh god, yeah. She yeah, has to keep buying the same clothes. The same oh. sweater vests.
0: <laughs> they did very much look like the uh, Hank and Dean clones from uh-huh. uh, Venture Brothers. Which I quite liked. Uh, um, I, I really liked your joke about uh, buying uh, uh, sunlight and water, by the way. That was very good. <laughs>
3: I, well, I'm thinking about it. Because like, th- this episode is very, was very strange to me. Because I genuinely, for like five seconds, believed it's like, well, she seems like she's
0: going straight. I'm pretty gullible. And then I'm like, mm, so what does a cactus le- monster want money for? <laughs> let's, let's be clear. She's left her life of crime. She hasn't gone straight.
2: No, definitely
3: Sorry.
0: not. Sorry, not to be pedantic, but no, she, you are Poison Ivy are correct. Doesn't go straight.
2: But that's the you, you. You know, she's she's you know not reformed in any way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a part of the episode where I think Batman's talking to to Pamela outside her house, and. It's quite touching that, you know, he wishes her good luck and all and actually believes her at that point. And you think and then you think, oh, maybe she has. Wait, no, she hasn't. Mm -hmm.
1: I
0: I know at some point in this series, there is an episode where Batman is hounding one of his guys because he, he he doesn't believe that they've reformed. And it turns out they actually have. But I don't remember when that happens. But, I,
3: can't, I can't remember either. Like, I much prefer the idea of Batman just like, okay, I mean, it seems like you're going straight. I'm willing to give you the... Seems like you've uh, turned over a new leaf. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, but it's worse. Better,
0: it's better for us... Oh, yeah, turning over a new leaf. Uh, Terrible. <laughs> it's. I think it's better for us, the audience, if we actually see one successfully do that, though. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to keep waiting for the inevitable, like, you know, sudden but inevitable betrayal. And I mean, it's nice, you know...
3: I like Ivy a whole lot, so I'm just like, yeah, man, go for it.
0: Yeah. No, and I also know she comes back, so I didn't. I yeah. figured she probably like, and that's you know, that's not fair. Like, I, I shouldn't be able to use that. Should be inadmissible, really. But,
2: but yeah, okay. I, I well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I kind of like that he doesn't. You know, it takes a while for him to come around to it. Kind oh, sure. Of, yep. I, I mean, I but like then he the never. Best. Oh, go ahead. So, I was just going to say my good thing. I like the juxtaposition of everything in the suburbs. Batman mm-hmm. doing his surveillance, looking completely not happy with Ivy being happy. <laughs> she she sees in her element, but underneath uh, the surface, she can be more so. And Batman and Gordon turning up for tea. I live for this.
3: <laughs> just that awkward yeah. Batman standing in the doorway, just, yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: right. All right, I guess I'll have some tea. It's like Wharf having tea in that yeah, next exactly. episode. Good tea, nice house.
2: Mm-hmm. This is a warrior's drink. <laughs> no, wow, mom, I,
3: you know Batman. Oh, I tried to kill him about eight times.
0: I, as soon as they said the kids were named, what was it, Chris and Kelly? It was like, uh. well, those are gender-neutral names. That that means something, and unfortunately, I was right.
3: Did you did you catch that? I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, because I I I hate to admit this, but uh, from lots of its Pat sketches back in the day. Oh, lord. They used a lot of names like Chris and Terry and Kelly, like that could Uh be, you know, boy names or girl names. Okay, whatever. But um, I I don't think Batman ever really comes around is the thing. Like, that's what I was going to say a minute ago is like, he does a little, but then, you know, like Matt pointed out in the summary, he still goes right into her greenhouse and like, Mm -hmm. oh, look, look, a secret compartment. I was right all along.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's just where she's growing hot, Batman. Jesus.
2: Just in case I'll put uh, weed killer over everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, and when she, like, tastes it, she's like, what is this? Oh, weed killer. Like, oh, that's going to kill you. And, and then it did. But I, I mm-hmm. thought she was human at that point. Sure. I thought he just murdered, straight up murdered human Pam. <sniffs> by putting, like, a toxic weed killer in, you know, in the water. Yep. Seems bad. It's, it's perfect for killing
3: plants. It's also deadly to humans, Batman, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. Well, to okay. drink anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody you killed the guy, Batman. Looks like I'm going to have to kill another guy. It's time for a new Robin. <laughs> I mean,
2: it is. It really uh-huh. is. This It'll be sucks. like that Futurama episode where Leela killed people. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
0: just imagining Batman going, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh well we did our good things Matt what do you got uh, I love
3: the wonderful weird invasion of the body snatchers horror in this mm-hmm. It's just like the reveal when 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 they go down into Pam's basement and there's just weird pods growing pe- like growing gross babies It's so oh, yeah, fucking that disgusting and these I love half- it
0: Half plant, half human babies looking up and going, "Mommy." That was was pretty good.
3: And I just like, I just love how weird her plan is this time around. Just like I wanted to have family, but like, you know, I'm not going to go out and marry some dude. I want to fuck a plant.
0: Well, and and she says that she can't have children. She says like like the the biological trade-off of her immune system is that she's you know infertile and like I that that's a nice bit of like for a kids show I I doubt they understand what that means but mm-hmm. you know I would have played around with the the word infertile for a plant lady but sure. you know maybe they could I couldn't. mean
3: I'm a type of fertile
0: Mhm <laughs> But yeah I like I like that she can't have children but, mm-hmm. but you know also your read on like eh, she doesn't want to Get with a dude because she doesn't get with dudes like that. Yeah, that tracks too.
3: But I definitely see her being into plants. Oh yeah, and weird plant people.
0: I mean, that's come up once or twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, she says, uh, "I needed him for his for his biological material." Yeah, you mean jizz. <laughs> you, you you married him for his jizz. That's it. Gross,
3: Pam. That's gross.
0: I mean, she she says it as close as she can mm-hmm. in a kids show. <laughs>
2: And I need your Batman Just turns image. the uh, ultralight over everything. Oh my god, this, oh, this is
3: geez. disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Batman's <laughs> like, so what, like hair for DNA?
0: No. No, lower. No, and,
2: and Not that.
3: I'll explain to you
0: later.
3: <laughs> Where do babies come from, Batman?
0: I was going I was about to give Robin credit in this one. So mm-hmm. he's he's about to have sexy makeout times with with a, a sexy young co ed, mm-hmm. and then Batman calls and I was I assume the way they write this, Robin, all the time, is he would pretend he couldn't help Batman and then go back to make out times. Yep. Instead, he did the right thing and said, Sorry, I gotta take this. This is important. This is something I've sworn to do in my life. I'll see you later, I guess. And like, good job. And then he immediately gets kidnapped. Yep. Like, well, never never mind, Robin. You mm-hmm. suck after all.
2: I loved his uh when Batman fought, phoned and Robin was all like, Oh hi. He mm-hmm. was just Oh, it's him! Oh, for fuck's sake!
0: Yeah, no, I, he's obviously yeah. cock-blocked, but
2: it, you know, tinged with an awkwardness of it's of it's my estranged father calling me.
0: Uh, right? What do you What do you want when you're when you're about to score uh, to hear from one of your parents? That's that's wonderful. Great. Super.
3: I need you to help me solve a crime.
0: Oh man. Oh. Like you can almost hear the. And also, I need you to take the garbage out. <laughs> But you live in a mansion, like, on the edge of town, 15 miles away. This is the only way you'll learn responsibility, Robin. Really? Not by being Robin and beating up criminals and such? You're saying a whole lot of things that aren't, yes, I will go take the garbage out now. <laughs> Isn't this what you have Alfred for? I'm still
3: not seeing The garbage is right there, Robin. Well, if you're close enough to point to it, why don't you take it out? Do you want your allowance this week or not?
0: All right the robin sketch everyone
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no i i on like like i said for a minute he did he did the right thing instead mm-hmm. of the horny teenage boy thing but the, he did nothing else useful whatsoever no then he got bonked on the head and dragged away by a cactus monster and apparently didn't even struggle nope you're robin come yeah, on you man? robin don't you have, like, a, a batarang or something on your person? Don't you have, like, some way of... Or even just your skills, your, your fighting skills and so forth? No? Okay, no? fine. Good work, right. Robert. Mm.
3: <laughs> being <Terrible>. sarcastic.
0: <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> uh, Gav, what was
2: your bad thing? My bad thing was... I thought the episode was let down slightly with Ivy being able to clone herself. Mm. If she could do that, then she could have made girls and then Batman and Robin wouldn't have found out that Chris and Kelly were boys instead of women and would have been yeah, that, none the wiser.
0: That didn't really make sense. Like his DNA meant I could only make boys and that's not how DNA works. Yeah. Like it, it you have a fifty fifty chance when you uh
2: yeah. That did if sense. I hadn't thought about that, that would have been that would have sailed me by. Mm-hmm. I mean we we have
3: to admit the science of making
2: people
0: out of plants is uh, sketchy <laughs> at best. But uh,
3: you yeah, know. but they're no, they still quite varied.
0: No,
2: we're still
3: we're still learning so much.
0: They have to follow their own internal rules. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. come on.
3: Uh, but I can't make girls, Batman. Except for this girl, which is me. Mm-hmm.
2: has not she seen Jurassic Park?
3: <laughs> <laughs> at yeah, all her point... children turned into frogs.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Matt, what
3: was your bad thing? I didn't have one. I fucking love this episode. Again, really? it was also twelve thirty at night. But, uh,
0: well, all right. See, I did not love the cactus monster. Well, let's get into it. I, I, Gav, you pointed out that they did a, they did that cool horror movie thing where you only see a little bit of the monster for a while, and yeah,
2: and, you at know. the start, uh, the first scene with the cactus monster, you only, I think you see it from their point of view, with and you just see their orange, yeah, like with their the hand claws. reaching out, yeah, yeah. And then you next time you see them, it's just a silhouette of them. When it comes to get Dick Grayson, and yeah, then and you I don't think see them to later on.
0: I think that's a good way to, you know, like horror movies have been using that trick for since there have been horror movies. Like leave uh-huh. it to people's imagination. Like it's scarier that way. What what you might imagine is is scarier than what we can show mm-hmm. because what they can show, oh boy, it's, it's great. Looked like, it looked like a balloon animal version of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs>
2: No, I didn't have a problem with them when you saw them. I mean, they were cute. But anyway, I did write down though Hulk's let himself go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you said it yourself. Cute, therefore hard to take seriously as a threat. I mean, I loved it so much. It just it's got like the big fucking like
3: like uh, cactus spikes for fingers. Yeah,
0: it doesn't have opposable thumbs. It just has literal cactus arms. Mm-hmm. And somehow it manages to pick things up. And it's got the voice of, of Disney's Ugh. Pete. Oh, oh yeah, that's a uh, uh, disgraced creep Jim Cummings.
3: Yeah, not thrilled about that, but hearing like, oh, I hate you so much, you darn goof, coming out mm-hmm. of a fucking monster is awesome.
0: Yeah, that guy sucks so much, they fired him from playing Darkwing Duck.
3: That is true.
0: Ugh. Which, uh, oddly enough, the guy they got to replace him is the guy who does the voice of Mickey Mouse, and he did a great job.
3: Oh, I'm Darkwing Duck now. Yeah.
0: He did a he, he did a good job though mm-hmm. weird um but I don't know see he that voice like putting aside that that guy sucks like uh-huh. it took me out of it because he is one of those like voice actors who was all over cartoons in the nineties and it just sure. like, whenever this show does that it uh, it's like oh you're I don't want to say slumming because they're very talented people usually it's just they're on a different kind of show you know what I mean yeah. like. The show casts such unique voices that you don't hear the same ones you would hear on I don't know, the X Men cartoon or
3: whatever. Well it's very rare we get like just, you know, working like yeah. animation or like, uh, voiceover guys,
0: you know. Yeah, like, like, it, like occasionally like, you'll hear Rob Paulson or somebody mm-hmm. pop up or, or Maurice Lamarche, but not not for very long because yeah. you know, they they tend to cast different types of people there. We can get people who used to be on Star Trek instead. <laughs> for just a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now see what if Walter had been the monster? <laughs> I am uh, what is giant cactus man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walter has voiced a cartoon.
3: Cactus Walter has written a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Ah, <laughs> uh, what else?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose a bit whenever Patman says, "Well, it looks like it's Poison Ivy who's doing this," and then and Jim Corden's like, "Oh, it can't be her. She's performed." It's like mm-hmm. really. It's a entire M.O. and you're just like she's reformed.
0: Yeah, I, th- that Jim felt more like Batman 66 Jim, who is just <laughs> blindly believes the first thing he's told. hmm I don't you're
3: understand just... how she could be committing crimes, Batman. She's been married for six months. hmm
0: Married women don't commit crimes. Of course not. <sighs> no, and also, and you called this out in your summary, Matt, it's... <sighs> It's unpleasant, it's it's icky that she mm-hmm. ended up with like the uh police liaison to uh Arkham Asylum. Like yeah. her jailer. She mm-hmm. seduced her jailer basically. Yeah. And she was just copying the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, but it's creepy when he does it too, but at least it's on brand. <laughs> but it's <laughs> I don't know. It just, it felt like nobody, nobody questioned that. Nobody was mm. like, well, that's, that's a little inappropriate. That's a, that's a conflict of interest there, dude. Maybe you should quit your job. No, if you it, want to marry it, her. It's treated like it's like a romantic, like meat cute yeah. for the two of them, you know? Well, that's, that's how pop culture treats a lot of that. Like the yeah. Florence Nightingale thing is seen as a good thing, not as like a, an abuse of power or something. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I
3: married my therapist. Well, that's not great for unrelated reasons. Like we yeah. should talk about that for
0: different reasons. That's unpleasant, man. Uh-huh. But also again, an ethical conflict of interests. Mm-hmm. So did plant the plant version of him go to his job and continue doing his job? I guess. I know what's got be a
3: pain because like the way the 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 plant guys worked was like it would be a kid for a little while and then a guy for a little while and then a cactus monster for a little while. like uh-huh. she was constantly changing like changing them out. Yeah, and so. so
0: presumably then having to train them on whatever mm-hmm. his job is.
3: Yeah, and have him show up and be like, well, I know a lot about criminology. Uh huh. She's constantly like, okay, did you read the textbook? Because you got to go in and look like you know what you're doing tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then someone maybe. will say, hey, did you enjoy that party the other night? And then he'll have no idea what he was yeah. talking about. Yep.
0: Well, maybe she borrowed some, like, um, uh, mind control stuff from uh, Mad Hatter and, like, mm-hmm. was, is able to, like, uh, you know, transfer the brain waves or whatever. I don't know. I'm overthinking this.
3: Jervis <laughs> owes me a favor.
0: Jervis owes everyone a favor, that creep. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of lawsuits not happening because he's uh, paying us back in mind control headbands.
2: There, there was a bit where Batman says that Carlisle's work was impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
2: really hoped he was going to say it was not insightful. Naive, but insightful.
1: <laughs>
2: just What's just that to mean? link into Batman Forever. Ah, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Batman Forever is not always the one he goes to. It's usually Batman Returns.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I've, I've evolved. Ah, of course. Or devolved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like so much plant. Oh no, he's about to turn into a cactus monster.
2: <laughs> oh god, I'm going to be trained again.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> okay, you're Gav. You like beer. Oh, I think that covers it.
3: Mm-hmm. As long as you can use audacity correctly, we should be okay.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've got a backup if not.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh, wait. You, you like beer and Doctor Who. There. Mm-hmm. Covered. There. Nailed it. Oh, thank mm-hmm. God. Uh-huh.
3: You won't be saying that after you've watched some Doctor Who, but uh, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched some <them> today. <laughs> Yay. There's <laughs> black and white ones as well. Oh, oh no.
1: Now
0: tell me about it. How many caves were there?
2: There were what well, new no caves?
0: There was a temple. Oh, oh, of course. Um, I thought it was odd that, well, a little odd that Bruce, like, when when he thought uh, Dick was kidnapped for ransom, he just like, okay, I'll pay it. Like, that's it. That's that's not really a Batman move, you know. You don't negotiate with terrorists and so forth. But five million, sure, no problem. Here you go. I mean, that made perfect sense to me. It's just like I can get. First of all, five million dollars is
3: nothing to me. I'm Bruce Wayne. Secondly, if I give him the money, he'll be close enough that I can kick him in the face.
0: I guess, but it, it feels like Batman, on principle, would not pay them a dime. Like, Are you I say appreci- he
3: should have filled it with phone, bu- phone books again.
2: Of course. <laughs> maybe, maybe giving money to a terrorist is uh, tax deductible.
0: Mm. Oh, that could be.
2: Oh, well, it's tax deductible. Yeah, kids <laughs> know what that means.
0: <laughs> uh, What else? Ah. Uh, Hmm. This is about all I have. I think that's everything I got, too. Mm, Me, too. All right. Matt, you got a
3: quote? I do have a quote. This is the best line in the entire episode. Lady, you're
1: nuts. Well, that's your opinion.
3: That was a very good line. I love that so much. (laughs) Ivy's just done with him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And the thing is, she's acting indignant the whole time, but he's right, so...
3: I mean, that's the best part, too. It's just like, I don't see what the problem here is.
0: Look, I'm doing what everyone told me to do. I'm moving to the suburbs, getting a nice family, and settling down.
3: I cleaned up my... What do you want from me, Batman? Not to kidnap people and steal anything. Well, that's just crazy.
0: Also, these experiments may not technically be illegal, but they're a little unethical, at least.
3: How? You tell me. You tell me how creating a child
0: out of plants is unethical, Batman. Based on real children, and probably using their mind implants, or mm-hmm. whatever. Im- implants? Yes.
2: You show me someone making a child out of plants being unethical, and I'll go down on you. <laughs> you know, Well, not, I... not you, but Harley.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure at this point, Batman, you and I are just never going to see eye to eye on some topics. <laughs> We're too different. Maybe that's why we don't like each other.
0: It could be that you do evil, and I am sworn to stop evil. No, I'm pretty sure it's the plant thing. <laughs> You're just such a plant hater.
3: Why do you hate plants so much, Batman?
0: Because <laughs> you keep
2: throwing them at me.
0: Because every person who swears that they're trying to save the environment turns out like you or Rachel Ghoul.
3: Oh, so now it's my fault. Well,
0: half yours and half Rachel Ghoul's. An ego terrorist detective. Yeah, we I think we I think we asked that very question. Like not not romantically, but like, you know,
2: combining forces.
3: Let's well, just hang out.
2: Yeah, it would make more sense than her and Mr. Freeze, for example.
3: Well. I, want I think to... they Go ahead. I want to bring the world population down to only a billion people and start over. That's probably too many people. Have you thought well, about more plants?
0: Well no, the plants need Carbon dioxide. You need you need some animals at least. Maybe not yeah, humans, but we, can, but
3: we can get that from yaks.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm all about yaks now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they call me Yak Pam. Oh, I wish they wouldn't. Yakety sax Pam. Only she does it in that breathy voice.
2: Do do, 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 do.
3: So I just yeah. picture her riding a yak and playing a saxophone.
2: Mm,
0: yeah, that tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That feels like an Animaniacs bit, but My I was the just going to say that <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about all for this time. Yeah. Gab, anything you want to plug or tell people about or anything? No. All right. nope. Nothing. Fair Nothing well. at all. Well, social Have media, a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon. It's December. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for us, our, our website, as ever, is kidslovebatman.com. You can write to us at kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Uh, our Patreon is still very much a thing. We mm-hmm. are reviewing the direct-to-video uh, DC movies. And yep. the one for this month will be posting shortly. Brian joined us to do... Oh, God, what was that? I've completely forgotten. Uh, that
3: was uh, Batman Superman Public Enemies. That's the one. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that'll be posting on the 15th, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... And you can give as little as a dollar. You don't have to just give a dollar, but we will give you everything no matter how much you pledge, and mm-hmm. we very much appreciate that. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. Uh, what do we got next week?
3: Next week we are list- We are going to be watching uh, The Terrible Trio and Harlequinade.
0: Ah. Uh, the Terrible Trio is, I think, those smug college kids who dress up in animal masks. I could be wrong yep. about that.
3: but. Yep. No, you're right. This is the uh, bird and... The fox. The shark.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't carry the shark across the river without leaving the fox. You <laughs> ride the shark,
3: and then the shark eats the grain.
0: Of course.
2: Well, I'm sure Holy Quenades could. I I don't
0: I don't know what character that's about, though. It's hard to tell from mm-hmm. the title. Probably another Mad penguin. Hatter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think
3: this is the first Bane episode. Ugh.
0: I I, I got to tell you, when I was going over everyone's guest appearances for the second half, I was very mm-hmm. careful to leave Bane. Like, all right, I'm already going to have to hear Matt do the voice. I don't want anyone else doing the voice. No guests this week.
3: Yes, <laughs> it would yeah. be very painful. For
0: you. All right, it's time for us to leave now.
2: It's here, folks. <laughs>
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit KidsLoveBatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at Patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.